This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. Best teams in football, if not you know the best team in football right now. So, and it's been like that every, every time I play them. So, um, I mean, you definitely got to be on your your p's and q's. You definitely got to be focused. And I think whenever you're going against great players and great coaching staff, it's just natural for you to just step your game up a little bit. Especially Tom Brady, you know, he's he sees everything. He sees everything. He really doesn't even need an offensive line. An eye on that matchup. Brady looking around, and he is taken down. On the outside, one side is DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, and if you just keep putting your tackles one-on-one against these two guys, crowd noise, they're fast, they're going to get there quick. And welcome back to Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. Bob Barris alongside in studios. He is every Friday. Justin Sullivan working the boards. We are in the final hour of the Stretch Run of the show here on a Friday. Happy holidays to all. I hope you're getting home safe from this freezing cold. And you have plans to just sit around with the fam or friends tomorrow and relax. Because it's going to be ugly out. Not good driving conditions. But if you are traveling, travel safe. And uh, we are going to go back west to Colorado, as we did earlier in the show right now. And uh, for the second day in a row, and a se- the third time in, I think, uh, what, a week, we're going to have a Denver Post writer on, uh, Nick Groke, who covers the Broncos in the NFL for the Denver Post and UFC, as we see from his Twitter page, uh, joins us right now. How you doing, Nick? Jimmy James, I'm great. Thanks for the REM lead-in. I like that. Yeah, you, you know, and I like the Jimmy James reference there. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was with all the Beastie Boys? It must be because I wore the shirt. I got the Beastie Boys check-your-head shirt on right as you said that. Imagine that. Yeah, right on. There yeah, we yeah. go, my oh, man. Perfect. There we go. So listen, we, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot, obviously, here about the, the Patriots and the Broncos. And every time we say Broncos, that noise comes up because we refer to them as the donkeys here. Uh, but the Denver Broncos have pretty much owned the New England Patriots in mile high uh, over the years. And really, throughout Tom Brady's career, he's only 2-6 and six in Denver. And, uh, you know, we've said throughout the show, one of the themes has been that no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who's on the other side... Uh, no matter what the records are, you throw it out the door because anything can happen in mile high. And I guess to get sort of a Broncos perspective of that, do, do the Broncos players talk about the, the great home advantage they have had over Tom Brady? Uh, they try to not talk about it, actually, but they, they know. Uh, they know in Denver anyway. It's, I mean, it's completely opposite when they play in Foxborough. Like, the Broncos cannot win in New England. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the series is really skewed toward the home team. The two wins that, that Brady has in Denver, uh, he was going against Danny Cannell in one game and Tim Tebow in the other. So uh, <laughs> I was at really, the Cannell I game. Mean, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, the, uh, so, I mean, I guess at some point it matters who's playing quarterback for the Broncos. But, uh, you know, Trevor Simeon is, is certainly a better quarterback than Tim Tebow. Uh, the, the thing, though, I mean, it's, it, the, the series has worked out so strangely. Um, nobody nobody beats Bill Belichick twice in a year, but the Broncos did last year. Um, they really, really lucked out getting a home game in the AFC title game um, against the Patriots last year. But I mean, the, the same. But it, it's tough to compare those past games or, or draw something from them um, going forward because the teams are not the same. The Patriots last year. I mean, the Broncos were able to beat them in large part because the Patriots couldn't run the ball. They, I think, at that point they were they were ranked like 30th in the league in rushing yards, um, and 
but they're like what seventh now this mm-hmm. year. I mean, it, it's a huge difference. Um, even even if the personnel is the same, the teams are are not exactly the same. Uh, and, and so you, you, you when you look at when you look at the records, as crazy as they are, um, I, I think you kind of almost have to throw it out. And I think to get to your question, I think that's what the players sort of understand as well. It always comes down to one or two plays, probably in the fourth quarter. Um, and it can really swing either way. I really think I, the Patriots are a three-point favorite. I think yep. uh, the, the Broncos are not often home dogs, but uh, I think the game. I, I mean, the, the Patriots are clearly a better football team, but because both of these teams are really essentially built to go against each other, I mean, the Broncos construct their roster to, in order to play the Patriots. Really, wow. And I th- so I think when when it comes down to when they play, it's it's really a toss-up. I mean, even even though the Patriots are better on paper, I think it's a toss-up game. What is uh, talk about the effect? I, I mentioned it yesterday to your, your colleague Cameron Wolf. I, I said uh, Hakeem Talib. I mean, clearly one of the best there is in a game, but also you know, like a like a good pest in hockey needs to walk that fine line, and he thrives off emotion. He thrives off getting under the skin of of the opponent and talking trash and. What have you, and that and that can be great. It, it, it when it's when it's applied correctly, it's a huge tool against the opponent. But there have been times when he goes to the wrong side of the line there, and he can hurt himself and hurt the team. Uh, how has he handled that, in your opinion, since he's been in Denver overall? What what's the situation been like when it comes to just walking that fine line? Well, last year, last season, he crossed the line too often, and it really hurt them at times. Uh, this year he's been much better in that way. Uh, when he, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we, I, I guess we could say it's fair. When he crossed the line against the Titans last week and essentially started a brawl with Harry Douglas, <laughs> uh, it cost them 15 yards, but it didn't hurt them. In fact, it really helped the Broncos. Uh, after the brawl, they were much better in that game than before it. So I, I think he, it keeps to leave, although you see him get uh, emotional at times. He gets really involved. Um, he's also a really smart football player, and I, I think he generally knows or genuinely knows what in, in certain situations that he he shouldn't play that role, play that that cross the line kind of game. Right. Uh, sometimes it gets the better of him, but he's been much better this season. I think I think really the, the time that it maybe had the potential of hurting them most was last week, and it turned out not to be. Yet. Uh, but you know, the, but the Patriots, former team. I mean, again, we might have to throw all of that out because the stakes are so much higher, uh, and and he is going to be called on to do so much against Tom Brady because uh, I suspect they're going to bring they're going to just let the let T.J. Ward, their safety, essentially play linebacker. I think we're going to see a lot of one on one with the key to leave um, at cornerback. So he'll he'll need to be involved in the game and not hurting them because right. he is very important to how they're going to have to to go against the Patriots offense. Bob? Uh, Nick, I cover uh, NASCAR here for the station, so I want to take a little uh, left turn here, if you will. So I just read your article <laughs> from the Denver Post on UFC uh, with Donald Cerrone, and for me, I've been following uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone because, one, uh, he's under contract with Kevin Harvick Management, and two, he's also been sponsored by Monster Energy, who is now going to be the primary sponsor for NASCAR. Uh, so can you give the listeners a little up-to-date uh, on what your article was about? we got UFC coming back to Colorado for a big event. Yeah, it's funny. Cowboy Cowboy fights like all of the time. <laughs> he never turns down a fight, and I, I swear, sometimes it feels like he's fighting every two weeks. Um, but in this case, since uh, he's coming off um, a really impressive win against Matt Brown last week, um, knocked him out with a with a kick to the face. Uh, he'll he immediately started lobbying for this Denver fight. He really he he trains out of Jackson's in Albuquerque, but he trains in Denver a lot. I mean, come, he he's here. It seems like half the time. Um, so he he very clearly wanted that fight, and uh, and he'll get two months in between fights, which a lot of fighters a lot of fighters that's a top, that's a quick turnaround for him. It's actually maybe even probably too much time. Um, but uh, they, I think the card in Denver really needed him, and he really wanted to be on the card. Uh, it'll be it'll be a tough match. Uh, he's going against Masvidal. Uh, who's not a, who's not a pushover in any way whatsoever? 
Um, but uh, Cowboy's done really well. He doesn't have to cut weight anymore. He moved up to 170 pounds. So seems like he's like a lot. He seems a lot happier and just sort of freer to just do his thing. And uh, I, so yeah, I mean, I, I've noticed like you know a lot of excitement really just this week. Sure. From MMA fans that he's, he'll be fighting in Denver. And did I understand this is this is now the uh, the Pepsi Center hasn't hosted UFC for quite uh, quite a couple of years. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. They had UFC 150 here was their last big event, and it was a really tough time for Denver. There was there were a bunch of wildfires. It was right after the Aurora Theater shooting. Okay. So the gate oh, the wow. gate was like really down for that, and and UFC got a little bit spooked. They knew that it was sort of out of their hands, but um. I think it'll probably do a lot better this time. They very, the UFC is not, they're not stupid. They very intentionally scheduled this card in between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl in that empty weekend. That's not a so coincidence? Think, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think Denver fans will be, uh, they'll be, it's like one of those weird dead weekends where I think just like general sports fans in this town will probably be eager for something else to pay attention to. And so it's perfect timing for them. Hey, uh, Nick, I want to get your background, too. Like we said, we spoke to, uh, you probably know Adrian Data, used to work at your paper, and uh, he's from back east here. Where are you from originally? I'm from Denver originally. I was covering baseball for several years before. I, this is my first NFL season. Okay. Um, but uh, full-time NFL season anyway. But uh, so it's, it's been an adjustment. It's funny. I ended up, you know, the Broncos end up being so big a story here, like like the Patriots are there, that uh, – like you just sort of are if you're a reporter you're working on the broncos even if you're not working on the broncos <laughs> so it was like a nice uh it was a nice like slip over into the nfl beat this year but uh it's been fun the broncos are they're a fun story uh even when they're struggling so there's it's like it's sort of a reporter's dream there's always something to write about oh for sure let, let me ask you uh for any patriots fans that may be listening to us right now and are heading west to denver for the game um where I used to know a spot, but it's gone now. But um, where's a good spot where they can congregate with Boston fans, like sort of a uh, adopted Boston home type pub or or bar out there that they could go to? There's a there's a there's I I call it a Red Sox bar, but I assume it's probably a Patriots bar too. It's called the Elm. Oh yeah, that, the Elm's still Colfax. there, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. My friend awesome. used to bartend there. Oh yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's like not too far. Yep. it's probably like a eight dollar uber ride or something it's not that far and then uh but yeah i mean the, <laughs> if, if uh if you want to be surrounded by like red stock gear and stuff that's probably the place to go really cool um yeah and, and of no, course Lo- lodo is always fun but it's going to be obviously more broncos fans down there exactly yeah, yeah i know lodo as well i love that you got a great city there man i'm so i haven't been there in like three years i used to go every year to visit my friend brian davis who used to bartend at the elm um, but yeah, we, uh, he's doing great. And then they had another place he was working at and they were doing great. And then the owner decided that he wanted to turn it into a restaurant, despite the fact it was, it was a great music bar called the, uh, the armory. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Huh? Wasn't that place? I was so bummed when I heard awesome. they shut it down. Yeah. It's funny that you bring it up. Yeah. No, the armory was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sort of still there. It was like kind of a tough block to survive on right i like but it's up and coming eh like i mean it's like there are a lot of places i know it's good yeah and so the guy wanted to take the money he he had in there and put it into a restaurant and stunk but i was out there it was a great time um what's another good music bar just so we have our listeners covered here oh uh you know a good place to go is a high dive high dive is pretty cool awesome uh yeah, for music. Yeah, that's where I would go. Well, I'll tell you what you'll get, you should get you'll get a bunch of Patriots followers. You should tweet some of that out, and uh, you'll get a bunch of followers on Twitter there. And we we saw you on Twitter there, so uh, definitely do that. No, right on. Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, it's, it'll be cool. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be freezing tomorrow, but game day is going to be awesome. So. All right. Well, It'll be we can, nice. It'll be perfect. For our listeners there, you can find Nick on Twitter, at Nick Groke. He covers the Broncos in the NFL for the Denver Post. Nick, a pleasure having you on. We appreciate you taking the time, and happy holidays, my friend. Hey, hey, fellas. Thanks a lot. You too. All right. Thank that you, is Nick. Nick Groke from the Denver Post here in the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Well, it's that time on a Friday, our favorite time of the week. Buckle up. Buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> going to be a Rocky Mountain High with Gabriel Morenci. Join us in the next segment on The Stretch Run. Stay with us. We'll be back. Hey.
You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings it back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Everything looked sunny for Jared Goff when he was drafted number one overall back in April. He was going to the L.A.-bound Rams. But so far, Goff hasn't exactly been California dreaming. Maybe dreaming he was on some other team, because the Rams are a mess. They fired their head coach, Jeff Fisher, and last night, Goff was knocked out of the game and that loss to the Seahawks. It's been a tough transition to the NFL. It doesn't help that other rookies have had some success, like Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. But remember, young quarterbacks are supposed to struggle. Peyton Manning threw 28 picks his rookie season. Goff has time to figure it out. Now it's up to the team to hire the right coach and pick the right players to surround him with. Now, the O-line needs some work, and you need some receivers. Pretty much the whole offense needs work. 2016 has been very painful for Jerry Goff. Hopefully the rest of his career will make this season maybe a little easier to forget. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's getting to be the best part of the football season, and there's no better place to be than Buffalo Wild Wings. They do it all for you, and it doesn't stop at wall-to-wall TVs, limited-time menu, or countless beers on tap. No, they go the extra mile, and from now until it's tapped out, Lagunitas Fandom Ale. That's a limited-release beer. This citrus-infused, hoppy, pale wheat ale that won't last long. Yep, I've said there's no place to be. That's because it's true. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Please drink responsibly. What's that noise? That's the home security guy. He's installing our alarms. You're going to be safe as clams when I'm done drilling this sucker in. Yeah, maybe we should have gone with Simply Safe. The neighbors love theirs. They set it up in half an hour. No drilling, no wires, no installation fee. And 24-7 professional monitoring is only $15 a month with no long-term contracts. I'll just pop a rug over this hole. It'll be fine. Go to simplysafe.com slash radio now to get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth $25. Simplysafe.com. Nothing beats the fresh taste of Budweiser Draft. It's more than just love at first pint. It's the best way to enjoy the quintessential American lager. Brewed the hard way for an unmistakable crisp finish every time. So don't just settle for whatever's on tap. Make it the fresh taste of Beechwood-aged Budweiser Draft. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. Are you tired of that same old hairstyle? Do you find yourself pacing up and down the hair care aisle looking for that right look? Now is the time to let Fausto from Manchester give you that new look. Fausto will transform your look from the same old same to show-stopping in one visit. Call or text Fausto today at 603-674-7255. That's 603-674-7255. Call now before the holidays pass you by.
The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jaruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior has been very crazy football-wise, like winning in an OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. It's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1 Football State Champ? Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in DHS history for football to actually come out with a win this year. It's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the LA Hawks. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Honor Society School. So there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. I volunteer for blood drives. And I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around $1,000 inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help though. I just try to get back, try and do my part and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches they really care about you. Coach Stinks, like I look at him like as my best friend, but when it's time to you know, put on the pad, then he's definitely there to coach you up too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Christian and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two, two. and now you're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just... And What's this guy, wrong with you? This guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residents in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Jeez, three states, come on. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Dan Patrick Show, weekdays at 10 right here on ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on the ESPN New Hampshire radio app. Welcome back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host. Justin Sullivan working the boards. Bob Bardis alongside. And it's our favorite time of the week. We go north of the border to talk to our man Gabriel Morenci of SportsRage.com, Fantasy Sportsnet, and so many other outlets. And what do you know, Mr. Morenci? We've got some college games as well to look at this week. How you doing, buddy? Always a pleasure, Jimmy. Ready to rock. Yeah, what do we think of uh, the... the the festival that is known uh, as the Holiday Bowl Games begins. Uh, what do we got? About a thousand of them this year? How, how many we got? There's uh, forty bowl games, <laughs> forty bowl games now, and uh, and the two playoff games. So there's forty two games uh, over the next couple of weeks. It begins uh, tomorrow with a six pack, including the uh, the Celebration Bowl, which is a pretty cool name actually. <laughs> I can't help but just think of the song. <laughs> Uh, celebrate and uh, I always get that wrong though. Yeah. Is it like Cool in the Gang or Earth, Wind, and Fire? Ooh, good question. Can you look it really up? is one of those deals where, like, uh, I'm voting. You, know, you, I, I was you think voting. you know, yeah. but you don't know, and you know music. Celebrate. Cool. I'm, voting, song, I'm right? voting Cool in the Gang. All right, I'm going. I'm I'm going cool in the gang as well. Check it out. Check it out for us. Okay. We'll put Justin to work here. Get him away from having to press the donkey button that he's been pressing all show. Uh, listen, my friend. Let's uh, let's look at a few of these college games. It is cool in the gang, by the way. 
Uh, so we will look at a couple of these college games. What do you have your 19, eye on tomorrow? 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates. That's what I think of. Uh, That's right. There you go. Uh, the We Are Family, Willie Stargell. And, Willie Stargell. Uh, Kent, uh, you know, Chuck Tanner was the manager and uh, you know Dave Parker in right field, but uh, but nevertheless. Yeah, so we got a six-pack of bowl games uh, on the board. Um, you know, well, that the celebration bowl, no one really knows too much about Grambling and or NC Central. Uh, for the most part, Bowl Mania um, kicks off with the New Mexico Bowl, which is a pretty interesting bowl game, actually. Texas San Antonio, you know, these guys aren't, um, you know, they only they only started playing football in 2011. Wow. And it, it's not as if, though, like, they didn't play in FCS. They weren't in, like, you know, in Division you know, 2 or Division 3 before or anything like that. They didn't exist. So it's actually been a pretty quick acceleration uh, for them. Former Hurricane coach Larry Coker uh, was their coach, and he did a great job bringing in JUCO players and, and building a program. So they make their first bowl game this year. Coker's not there anymore, but uh, they make their first uh, bowl game uh, this year. And then conversely, you know, former Notre Dame Fighting Irish coach Bob Davey, uh, mm-hmm. of course, is the, the, head, uh, the head man in Sheriff Lobo Town uh, up there in Albuquerque with the, uh, the Lobos. Uh-huh. And, you know, this is the New Mexico Bowl, after all. Now, home field doesn't automate uh, a victory, and we'll get to that in a second in, in one of the other uh, bowl games uh, with, uh, with Arkansas State and Central Florida. Well, well, with that being stated, New Mexico played in this bowl game last year and lost. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and uh, we're talking about an 8-4 and four, uh, Lobos team. Uh, that's one of the best rushing uh, teams in the country. Uh, playing on their home field, second consecutive year. It's not a Pac-12 team this time, and winning winning nine games is a big deal for the Lobos. So, I think it's going to be kind of close to the number. I like the over in this game. I think there's going to be some points put up on the board, but I'm going to lay the seven, and I'm going to bet the over with the Lobos. And then the best the best uh, bowl game of the day tomorrow is the Las Vegas Bowl. And I remember the Las Vegas Bowl years ago, and I lived in Vegas, and you know, years ago. They were just happy to get BYU. You know, BYU would have a crappy season and end up in the uh, they end up in the Vegas Bowl, and they, you know they'd just be happy to, to fill it up. <clears throat> Except that the Las Vegas Bowl did some good um, good lobbying, and they've got the you know they got a great spot, man. I mean, let's be real. That's the, you know that's, that's the first game. bowl game that mainstream people will see on ABC at three thirty. San Diego State in Houston, a hell of a game, and. I'm calling the upset with the San Diego State Aztecs in this one. Give me the money line with the Aztecs and, of course, the four and a half points. But we'll take the money line in an upset here. Uh, Motivation is everything when it comes to Bulls. And I think San Diego State will be the more motivated team. All right. Any others this weekend that you're keeping an eye on? Well, I'll be keeping my eye on all of them. Um, I like some of them better than others. Like I said, I like the Aztecs a lot. You know, the Houston Cougars. You know, we're talking about a team that, you know, they had sights on playing in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, when they started this year. They beat Florida State last year. They up, uh, they upset Oklahoma to start the season. Of course, they beat Louisville this year as well. They smashed uh, the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, you know, let's look at the reality here. Tom Herman bolted for Texas. They're playing in the Las Vegas Bowl right now. It's got to be, you know, they're, they're going to bring it. I don't think they're going to mail it in. Major Applewhite was their OC anyways. He's been promoted to the head coach. He's not head coach in his game. but So I don't think the program falls apart. It's Greg Ward's last game, but Ward's banged up in this game. And, you know, Pumphrey's a great running back with the Aztecs, one of the best in the country. He's actually from Vegas as well. So I expect the Aztecs to actually bring it. It's going to be a fun game. Cool. And, and in the other Auto Nation Cure Bowl, the uh, Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida. I guess it's actually not the stadium that Central Florida play in, but Central Florida are from Orlando. Wait, yeah, hard to believe. You know what a shock they have multiple football stadiums in the same city in Florida. But uh, I don't know if this is at like Disney World or one of those. I don't know, man. They got a million stadiums. At the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. So. You know, this game is interesting, though, because you got Arkansas State. It's a Sun Belt team. People don't really know much about them, but they started out the season 0-4. They went 7-1 and down the stretch wow. uh, to get to this point, actually. And Central Florida a little bit overhyped, actually, because Scott Frost is the coach. And earlier in the year, they were running the, you know, the duck-style, hurry-hurry-up offense, and they were getting killed. They were playing a tough schedule, but they were getting killed. So they're really not an explosive team. Like, even if Central Florida wins this game, which they could, 
Uh, I don't think they're going to win by seven points. It's up to six and a half. The toughest bowl game of the day to pick is App State and Toledo in the uh, Raycom Media Camellia Bowl in Mon- Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, they, uh, we got another uh, Sun Belt versus Mac game here. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be going uh, with Toledo in this spot. Though. Only Toledo. Toledo. Yeah, I think Toledo are a better football team. I like the quarterback situation with Logan Woodside. The only issue is how motivated are Toledo. So slight lean to Toledo. Don't love it. And then in the nightcap, uh, we'll call for the upset. Uh, the uh, the Raging Cajuns, Lafayette, are going to win outright against Southern Miss, getting six points in the New Orleans Bowl. All right, let's get to the NFL, my friend, and uh, a deba- you know just a a poop fest, as uh, Sherman called it last night. Poop fest. Uh, but we're past that now. We do have one game before we get to Sunday. Uh, you liking any action on that? Or are you just going to bypass it and get right to the real games? Yeah, that game, the, the Jets-Miami game was worse than what we saw last night. And I guarantee you the the New Orleans Bowl will be more entertaining. Yeah, and that's Lafayette. not at the same time. The Toilet Bowl will be more yeah, entertaining. Lafayette, and, uh, Southern Lafayette Southern and Southern Miss will be much more entertaining than the Jets and the Dolphins will be. Uh, but Richard Sherman has a lot to say all the time. Unless you say something back to him, is he blocked from Michael Finley on Twitter earlier in the week um, for uh, asking him what went wrong uh, when Devontae Adams torched him. And Finley put together a nice little package of Adams schooling him. And, you know, how about uh, Pete Carroll running a fake punt last night, uh, up 21, real classy coach. You know, it's the football gods. You know, you're lucky your punter didn't get killed. Then Russell Wilson got smoked after that uh, because of that. You know, they're, they're the Seattle Seahawks, like, they, they're just they're scumbags. They just, they really are. They're a hard team to like. Uh, but, and they're also, I bought into their hype, too. I thought that, you know what, this is a dangerous team. You still don't really want to have to play them. Uh, but, you know, their, their offense really doesn't, isn't scaring anybody. Defensively, too, if you can throw the football, if you have a capable quarterback, you can throw the football. It's a big difference with Earl Thomas there. But, but anyways, now the... Um, the Saturday nighter, it's a train wreck. Historically, the underdog is one in this game. But, it's, you know, it's a short point spread. You got more in there for, uh, for, for Tannenhill, so it kind of throws another curveball into this game against Petty. It's a train wreck of a football game. Uh, you know, the, the numbers and all the trends say take the Jets, uh, but my expectation is the Dolphins get it done. I don't love it, but I think the Dolphins win the game. All right, let's go into Sunday right now, my friend. Uh, we'll start in the 1 o'clock, and then we will work our way to the game everyone loves here, uh, the Denver-New England game. But let's start in the 1 o'clock right now. Well, 1 o'clock in the early, uh, it's, a tough, it's, a tough, uh, it's tough in the fantasy world now, and it's tough in the real world uh, right now. Just like college football, motivating factors uh, come into play. Um, you know, coaches, coaches shut down the other team's strengths at this time of the year. Everything changes, right? We see lower-scoring football games. There's not a lot of monster point spreads uh, this week. But the game I like the most early is uh, the Detroit Lions at the uh, New York Giants. I just don't um, – I'm not buying what the Giants are selling. You know, they're, they're 0-6 against the spread uh, the last six times um, after they played the Dallas Cowboys at home. So, you know, the Giants beat the Cowboys – they seem to always beat the Cowboys. They beat them twice this year. They've owned the Cowboys over the last couple of years. So I think there's a perception that for maybe people that don't watch every game all the time that they just saw the Giants beat the Cowboys. And, oh, how can they beat the Detroit Lions? I think the Lions are a better than the Giants are. I think Matt Stafford's a better quarterback than Eli Manning is. You know, if Dilfer's the worst guy to win a Super Bowl, Manning's definitely the worst if ever to win twice, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, even though they won last week, Manning was a train wreck, man. You know, the guy turns the ball over every time he gets hit. Uh, his accuracy is a problem. The play calling sucks. They run the ball on first down. They don't get anything ever out of it. They put him in bad situations. It's not like the Giants' offense is clicking. Beckham popped a, you know, a little, you know, he popped a slant for 60 yards. And uh, and they 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 won the game because of it. Uh, so with all that being stated, I'm, I like the Detroit Lions to win this game outright. Mm. You know the Lions are nine and four. Twelve of their thirteen games have uh, been decided by seven points or less. So we're not getting seven here. We're only getting four. But basically, every Lions game comes down to the final possession. It really does. 
and it's been miraculous how Stafford's been able to be as calm under pressure as he has been on a weekly basis just coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really see anything different here, except just like uh, I knew the Lions were going to win a couple of weeks ago at New Orleans, I don't think the Lions will have to come back. I think the Giants will be the ones trying to come back. I like the Lions plus the points and uh, the Lions on the money line in that one. All right, and uh, let's go to another game you like in the 1 o'clock's. I don't love the 1 o'clock uh, board here, to be honest uh, with you. I want to throw one at you quick, Gabe, and tell me what you think, though. Considering that in Chicago it is going to be the coldest it has ever been for a Chicago Bears game at home, uh, I love the under in this game. Yeah, you could, you know, cold is one thing. It's more about the wind, right? How right. windy is it going to be? Because it could be cold, but if it's not it's windy, gonna be windy, it, does, it, it's gonna be it both. doesn't affect the offense. Yeah, it's going to be both. expecting winds of 15 to 20 miles an hour, which is going to be pretty windy. And, you know, in this game, it, it is expected potentially to be the coldest game in NFL history, uh, actually. Wow. So it's going to be cold. So I can't really argue uh, with the play of going under the number, you know, due to the fact that basically the Chicago Bears offense is going to have a hard time moving the football. Right. Barkley hasn't been terrible, uh, but he also hasn't been great. Uh, the Green Bay Packer defense we saw um, uh, last week, uh, we saw them step up big time against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. We've seen the Packers defense start to play better in the last couple of weeks. The Packers are arguably the most dangerous team right now in the National Football League if they can make it uh, to the playoffs. So, I, I wouldn't argue uh, with the under. It probably does go under. You know, I don't like betting unders. I bet the under the Seattle game last night because I knew the Rams were going to score. Yeah. But in this game, yeah, it probably goes under, Jimmy. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know the Packers won twenty to ten. I mean, you know, the, Aaron Rodgers is dominant against uh, the Bears. Um, they've won six straight in Chicago. They're fifteen and three against the spread. The last eighteen trips to Chicago. Like everything's falling into place for the Packers right now. They have the perfect opponent at the perfect time. Aaron Rodgers might be uh, a California guy, but he's proven obviously over the years with his uh, his stealth December record um, how well he can play. In fact, uh, you know, Mike uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy twelve and five against the spread in division games in the month of December. So yeah, you know, I, I like the Packers in this spot. I like the Lions more. I think the Lions and the Packers are on a collision course, but yeah, they uh, I'll lay the six with the Packers in that in that game. All right, my friend, let's get to the four o'clock because much better games on the card there. Well, you know it's it's a strange it's a strange uh, board all around, but uh, at four o'clock, uh, the one that catches my eye is the Oakland Raiders, mm. in which you know the Raiders have been off right now uh, since um, seemingly forever. It feels like uh, they played the the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. A long time ago, and it was last Thursday. So they've had a lot of time. They sort of needed to be, you know, their bubble was burst a little bit. They were cruising along. I talked about them not leaving the state of California uh, very much in the last uh, six weeks. They went to Mexico once, and that was it. So I wasn't surprised that they they met the fate that they did. But they'll be in comfortable territory uh, in the state of California, San Diego are beaten up, man. San Diego, like, have a couple of bodies left right now. And, um, you know, everyone, the stadium deal got rejected. The Chargers are leaving. Um, the Raider fans are going to take that stadium over. I've been to uh, Raider-Charger games there before. And uh, Raider fans always take that place over. And specifically this week. It'll be like a Raider home game. It's a short price, actually. I'm surprised it's only three. Yeah. I think it's good. I think the Raiders do bounce back, but it, you know what? I see a lot of scoring in that game as well. Uh, those teams always light it up when they face each other. Well, they have, they have. Uh, but as I stated, in December, strange things happen. When they played earlier in the year, it was thirty-four, thirty-one. Uh, but there, there have been a couple of twenty seventeen style games in twenty-three twenties. It's not an automatic, you know. This is yeah. not college football, where you know the Raiders don't need to impress anybody. They just need to win the game. And we're at the point of the year right now um, that we see there's less scoring because partially because of the weather. Not to mention it is raining out there. Not you know they're not going through what uh, you know the weather it is outside where I am or what it is in Chicago uh, right now. Uh, but nevertheless, by their standards, it's not. It, it might not be a perfect you know California beautiful day. Okay. It could be rainy. Uh, but with, with that being stated, 
you never really know. I mean, the Chargers, they hate they hate each other. The Chargers are going to be fired up uh, to play the Raiders uh, at this juncture of the season. They'll, try to, they'll want to be spoiler. Uh, but I can't argue. I can't argue it. And for fantasy players, I can't really argue that, uh, that Derek Carr – uh, is a good matchup. Uh, it's a good matchup here for him. For sure. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Dallas Cowboys? Cowboys coming off a loss. The Buccaneers, one of the hottest teams in football right now. But have they met their match? Well, this is an interesting game because uh, Dak Prescott obviously is under pressure. America will be watching once again under the primetime lights. But um, I, I'm not going to go against a team that's won and covered five weeks in a row. Uh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have right now. They've been doing it on the backs of their defense. Uh, but with that being stated, this is a game, actually, where I think there will be some points uh, put up on the board. Even though um, Dallas uh, Dallas have played two straight unders, um, the Thanksgiving game would have went under the number, but uh, the Redskins scored a garbage-time late touchdown in that game to get the cover and to, uh, to make it go over. But the fact is the Cowboys haven't covered in three weeks in a row. And in similar fashion, the Cowboys, they just need to get back into the, into a comfortable winner's circle. I, you know, they've got problems. You know, they've only converted, they're, they're two for 24 in the last 26 uh, third down uh, attempts, which is a problem. Um, you know, they, they've been playing for, from ahead. They've had a lot of favorable third and three situations all year long. And in the last couple of weeks, they have it. Uh, but they played at Minnesota against a tough defense. They played, um, you know, they played at the Giants. The Giants have always had their number. They, you know, the Giants are the only, Manning's the only one to beat Prescott so far twice. So I'm not ready to throw the Cowboys, um, you know, overboard uh, just yet. But uh, I'm going to take the seven points uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this football game. Ooh, I like it, my friend. I'm with you on that. I like the Bucs a lot. Gabe, uh, what's your plans this weekend? A little more low-key than last weekend? A little recovery? Well, with all these games uh, going on, I've been doing a million radio hits and TV shows, and uh, you know, holiday season is holidays for most. Uh, but in this industry, it actually just picks up. Yeah. And uh, and speaking of the New England Denver game, uh, you know, I've been uh, I was on the Patriots the other night. I laid the points uh, with the Pats against the Ravens, but um, this is uh, this is one where I'm taking Denver. I'm taking Denver plus the points, and I see it's up to it's a three and a half at some spots uh, right now. You know, the Pats really haven't looked all that good for the last month or so. They've sort of been on cruise control. Um, they, I thought they would step up because of that, that they were kind of flat for three weeks in a row um, you know, against Baltimore. But, you know, you, Denver are a desperate football team uh, this week. I would love Denver if C.J. Anderson was there. Denver's just not the same without C.J. Anderson. Uh, but... Without being stated, you know you've got the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, you know they're 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 wounded. Their backs are against the wall. They're in the corner. And as far as numbers, Super Bowl champs are thirteen and two uh, and one against the spread. His dogs off a loss. One uh, that taking on an opponent off consecutive wins, courtesy of Mark Lawrence at the base. And I just think that this is a close game. We've seen, you know, look, Osweiler beat Brady last year. Right in the, in the regular season, and then in the playoffs, they they confused Brady, they frustrated the 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 Patriot offense, and they beat them. Um, the Patriots moved the ball, but couldn't really convert when they got into the red zone. They were in the red zone all day, but couldn't convert. Denver are confident, you know. Denver aren't intimidated by the New England Patriots. They've beaten them. They've you know they've hurt Gronkowski like they're. You know, the, the Patriots are bullies, but the Broncos are not intimidated by them. They're the defending Super Bowl champions on their home field. i got to take the three and a half points there. Ah, oh, boo. Boo, boo, boo. Can't believe you're going with the donkeys, Gabe. Oh. Yeah, I, listen, I go on, uh, funny, I go on uh, the radio in Boston. Yeah, with Pete Shepard, right? Yeah, with our boy Shep, and uh, it's funny, he's often against the Patriots. And, you know, you figure that everyone would be a homer and you want to hear the homer pick, yeah. but if it's there, you know, I'll, I'll pull the trigger on it. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. You're telling it like I, you see it, to, and we appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not going to, um, you know, I, well, I told them Seattle was going to win outright, actually, when that day, <laughs> on the Sunday night. Uh, I was on right before that game. Uh, but the last couple of weeks have actually been on the Patriots. Yeah. And it's funny, I generally don't bet Patriot games that much. You know, some of the, you know, except ones like this, these big ones against the Steelers or, you know, when they're playing the Bills and there's a lot of points or whatnot. But 
I usually tease the Patriots just because you're never really getting a, you know, we've talked about it a million times, like betting on Alabama or Harbaugh. You're not getting a fair number when you bet on the Pats. Like, to me, this game should be a pick em yeah. at Denver, but you got to lay three and a half. I've got to take the points. All right. Like, who's man. the more desperate team? What, like, what are the Patriots? I, I see you. I see your. No, I see your rationale. I, I just like think the there's a, there's a revenge factor healthy. here. The Patriots need home advantage in the playoffs, period. And that's what they're playing for. Well, and I also think there's window. a revenge factor. It's not mathematically locked up, but you know, we know the Patriots are going to have a bye. It's just they don't want just to buy, though, Gabe. After last year, they don't want to have to go into a mile high situation again. It no, might not I be get Denver. it. I get it. I you know. get it, but you know you're talking about a, a Denver team. If we're going on a scale of desperation, the Denver Broncos are the more desperate team here. Yeah, well, like they they need the win to get into the playoffs. It's going to be a close game. All right, so I'll take we will the three see. And a half. We will see. I'm picking uh, the pay. We're all on the uh, Patriots here. I like them 24-13. I think Brady goes in with revenge on his mind and rips him up. But we'll see. Gabe, quickly before we go, my man Bob Bart is here, has a UFC question for you. Yeah, Gabe, notwithstanding the allure of the New Orleans Bowl tomorrow night, I think I'm switching over to UFC fight night. So can I get a quick take on uh, Van Zant and Watterson and uh, Uriah Faber's last fight like with Brad I'd like a quick take with them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call, Bob, actually, because uh, Uriah Faber definitely deserves a tip of the cap on the way out for such an illustrious career uh, that he's had. Um, I like I like the the favorite picket fight to go over two and a half rounds. But as far as the main event is concerned, with Paige Van Zandt and Waterson, you know Waterson's a former Invicta champion, but she's thirty years old. She hasn't fought in, uh, since July of two thousand fifteen. So we're talking about eighteen months. Um, before that, she that's hadn't a fought lifetime, in like a year. That's a lifetime for Cal- Cowboy Cerrone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he fights like 13 times yeah, exactly. you know, in six months. So she's been extremely inactive, and Paige Van Zandt is deceptive. She looks like the cute little, you know, hot chick from the suburbs and stuff, but in reality, you know, she, she's tough as nails. She got, you know, she's not just a glamour girl that, oh, you know, she's, she's, she's hot and, you know, she can... She can throw some punches. No, she's a fighter. Like she can. She took a beating against Rose Namajunas, and she came back after Dancing with the Stars and was very impressive. I think Paige Van Zandt. I think it's a fair number. I think people actually Paige gets hype in the media because she's hot, but I think she gets a little disrespected by the fight fans and betters because she's so cute and they they sort of underestimate how good she really is. The Watterson's real good, but I like Paige there. And then and the other big one, too, the other pretty boy with uh, Sage Northcutt uh, taking on uh, Mickey Gall, who beat CM Punk. Yep. You know, Gall talks a lot. He's a tough kid. Uh, but, you know, you beat a dude who's uh, basically Mickey Gall's 4-0. and And all four of his wins are against fighters fighting in their first professional MMA fight. So Sage Northcutt might have had a hard time stopping uh, Barbarina's takedowns. But I think he'll be able to... Gall's going to come rushing out and try to kill him and choke him out in the first 30 seconds. I think that Northcutt can just sort of survive that, and then uh, he'll win. And the fight's a pick them, too. Or All right. Northcutt's a small underdog. So I like Paige Van Zandt. I like Northcutt. And in the favor fight, he's too big of a favor to take. But I think it goes, uh, I think it goes over two and a half. All right. We'll see you, Gabe. You have a good weekend, my friend. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, always a pleasure, guys. Great. All Thank right. You, that's Gabriel Morenci. We'll be back here in a stretch run. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school lacrosse goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coach's support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse. So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. 
Massachusetts One. I'm also the Vice President of the National Honor Society. I'm a leader in the Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the Secretary of the Class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Map out and adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. CAT scans, and ultrasounds all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com.